0: Hey, friend. Before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the breakthrough brand podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. All right, my Show It designer friends, or those of you who are designers and you wanna start using Show It and you need to understand it a little better, this episode is for you. So I've been using Show It for years now. Navigating the software is like second nature to me at this point. In fact, I think I've shared on the podcast before, but I've had many dreams where I'm literally designing websites on Show It where like I'm seeing the interface, I'm moving stuff around. It tends to happen to me when I'm deep into a client project or working on a new template or have like a late night work session or something and go to bed. Anyway, though, I love Show It. I like literally dream and show it. And I'm a Show It design partner. And I also was honored to be named one of show its top designers in 2020. And I've had over a 1000 I think we're like 1300 actually, websites go through show its system that were designed either by me directly or using one of my templates. So you could say I know a little bit about show it. And today I'm sharing three show it design hacks for designing custom websites or templates on show it just designing in general on show it that you should know. Now if you're not a designer, but you're an everyday show it user like shout out to you. I love that you'll to this podcast. And I would say you can still talk totally listen to this episode and get some great hacks and strategies. But I am going to be speaking directly to designers through that designer lens of like, doing the stuff that like maybe is done when you make a template versus like you're already working with a template. So just know that but if you use show it, you're going to be able to find something here, uh, especially those of you who are show it designers like me. Before we go any further, though, I need to tell you, I am doing a full 45 minute ish training on this topic, actually, and more. During the Virtual Summit Thrive Summit happening March 13th through 15th of 2023, so coming up soon. And to be honest, I have been asked to speak at summits many, many times as a business owner, and this is actually the first one I've ever said yes to. And I said yes for a reason. Uh, One, because this is one like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally want to attend. I want to hear these speakers. I want to like learn this content. Uh, So I know it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm really, truly excited to watch and learn it all myself. And additionally, I love that it's free. So you can go to elizabethmccravey.com slash thrive to sign up for the summit for free. You'll also be able to get replays if you can't watch it all as it all airs. And this event is the only summit for designers that covers the strategy, design, creative process, and includes feedback and support to help you implement what you learn. It's three days featuring 16 experts of one of them. I am one of those experts um, who are going to help you improve your current technical skills and take your design portfolio to the next level. I personally am going to be doing a presentation on how to design a show it website that wiles and I'm literally walking attendees through my exact process for designing show it sites and you will get a really incredible clickup template bonus when you come to my training again absolutely free. There are other designers presenting on things like wireframing websites with ease, how to design a timeless logo, and a deep dive into color, typography, and brand strategy. Additionally, there's a presentation on Shopify, Squarespace, and Figma, and XD. So if you're interested in any of those software specifically, there's going to be trainings there for you as well. Again, 16 different trainings, so a lot a lot to learn. The event is free, but you can also grab the Creator's Pass for $97, and that includes lifetime access to the presentations and full access. Access to live in action sessions and literally over $1,400 worth of premium resources from each of the presenters. So like we've all contributed one of our things we sell uh, into this bundle for the creator's pass. And my contribution is profit sheet, my business spreadsheet for tracking your finances. And again, lots of other premium resources for other designers too. You can get live feedback on your work, all sorts of stuff with the creator's pass for $97. So anyway, designers, you do not want to miss this. You literally have nothing to lose as it is literally free, Um, will not cost you any money, will just cost you your time. And I promise you my Presentation is going to be top notch and 1000% worth your time. So I can promise you that. But again, I think all the presentations are going to be awesome. So go to Elizabeth McCravey.com slash thrive. That's T H R I V E to sign up. Again, you can come for free or you can get the creator's pass to add on all those extra bonuses. The info for all this is in the show notes. So that is it. I really truly hope to see you there in our community um, and get to support you in this way through the summit. Now, on to the episode. So the first show and hack that I want to share with you is don't build every canvas from complete scratch. Basically don't build all your websites from complete scratch. And this hack applies to template design and custom design. And I do have some caveats to it. So if you're like hearing me say this and you're like, wait, I already know this. Please don't skip ahead because I really want to be able to explain this to you guys. So listen the whole way here. But basically though, what I want to recommend to you, whether you are designing a template, a custom site, your own website, all of these different things, use other things you've already built on ShowIt as basis for the new thing you're building. So when we think about designing every single canvas that's on your client's website that they are doing as a custom site with you, or on a template that you're building for your template shop, it does not all have to be created from scratch. It does not have to be created from scratch to be called a custom website. And it doesn't have to be created from scratch to be called a Template you're selling. Now, I need to explain that again. Like I said, I have a caveat, but I want to say before I get to that, you can make the website uniquely your clients and uniquely this unique template while still using canvases from things you've previously created as a starting point. So, for example, you do not need to recreate a contact form from scratch every time you are building a contact page, like those show it contact forms we're building in the name, the email, the message, all that, use what you've already built as your starting point and then customize it for that client or that template. You don't need to recreate the menu from scratch every time like the hamburger menu or the menu in line across the top. So save time in your designing and don't create things from scratch every time. Uh, There's so much technicalities to using ShowIt. We can get very, very precise with this amazing website builder. But because of that, it can often be a lot of work and maybe more hours than some other builders. So this is a real time saver for us as designers. So some things I rarely build from scratch, just to kind of um, explain to you this a little bit more and give you some ideas of like, what of your other design stuff could you pull from? I rarely build from scratch buttons, which we're actually going to talk about that next. But I always start with a button I've already set up to like use as my base button for the website. Menus, whether it's again, like across the top menu, a hamburger menu, whatever it is, I look for one I've already built that's a similar vibe to use as my base. And then I customize it as much as I need to and go from there. Footers is another one, I usually use another footer as my main starting point, again, for my array of designs I've already built contact forms. Like I said, that's a great one not to do from scratch. And then another one that Oh my gosh, if you design and show it, you're gonna know what I mean, but not starting from scratch on a blog page design. So whether it's a single post or more importantly, like a blog homepage, starting from something that already has like that technical blog structure working that you've already tested on your test blog, using that as your starting point is gonna be great. And then again, customizing it but then you know you already got some of those like right settings for things linking correctly and everything being in the right place, really helpful. Now, like I said, I had some caveats to this. So first thing I wanna share with that, if you're building a template, so say you're like, hey, I'm gonna launch a template shop, I'm so excited about this. If you're building a template, never use another person's template or even a custom site you built for a client as the starting point. I know it's really common sometimes for us as designers to have done template customization previously. So maybe you've customized a bunch of others, designers, templates, and now you're building your own template shop. So you might have a template from another designer inside of your show at library. Don't use that as a base for anything outside of the project it was purchased for. So, you know, say you got one of my templates, you're customizing for a client, use it for that project. But then that template should become off limits because that's likely against the terms of the template you purchased and get you into trouble with the person you bought it from unless you bought like a multi use license from someone and that sort of thing. Additionally, if you're building a client site, the same thing goes, don't use someone else's website template as a base, unless that was like what it was purchased for, right? Like you bought the template to customize it, that sort of thing. If you're building a client site, you should not be referencing someone else's template and pulling from it. Um, also worth noting, show it actually includes for designers three different starter templates that are like fair game to use. Um, you have all use licensing on it. One is like a completely blank starter template that literally is like nothingness, just to literally be like a nothingness template. And the other two have a bit more structure to them. I personally like starting with the nothingness template because I like to Pull more from stuff I've already designed than like the show it base, basically. But reference those if you I'll I'll link to in the show notes with this episode, but so you can find it. But it's on show its help docs where they have that. So basically, though, as I'm saying, like, okay, build don't build completely from scratch. So you might be like, okay, Elizabeth, I hear you, but like, if I can't use those things, what should I use? Here's what you should use as your base your own templates. And your own past client projects. So, you could even create for yourself a starter template that you use for your own products internally that maybe is like some different menus you've designed, some buttons you've designed, um, some footers, some things like that, that you're like, oh, I know I'd want to use this contact form again. You can kind of build stuff like that. As you're first getting started, you might be like, okay, that's great, but I don't have anything to use as a base yet because of everything I just said. And that's totally okay. You build it up as you keep designing and you learn doing things like template customization of like what works and what doesn't, so if you're just getting started. You might not have stuff besides Show It starter templates to start with, and that's totally okay. Again, you build to it. But basically, what I want to say that's a hack for using Show It is not recreating the wheel on everything every single time. It's the same concept as when like we as designers used use canned emails. For messaging with our clients right like we cuss we have a canned message that's like you know to send over the contract whatever it is and we customize that message for that particular client but we still are using a canned email it's that same concept right only we're probably customizing it a lot more than we would that contract email but you're customizing it by using something canned to start and again for me i like starting with a completely blank template from show it And then for the client side, I pull in things from my other work to kind of help me work on that website. So I'm not building the technical things from scratch. All right, time for show it hack. Number two, I want to explain to you guys how I do easy and effective buttons and show it. So over the past two years, I've changed how I create buttons and show it. This might sound really random. If you're listening right now, you're not a website designer who's used show it. But if you've used show it, you're going to know what I mean. So it's hard to talk about this without a visual but I'm going to do the best I can for you on audio here. So most buttons when we think about inside of show it so looking at like the inside we're in the editor what we do is we get a shape we make it to a rectangle and then we put a little strip of text across it right typically like you know you make the text box you do the font settings and it's like a little strip across it in this case you need to center the text over the rectangle and then when it's time to link it, right, because so we're going to link the button to something, whether it's a pop-up canvas, another page, an external URL, whatever it is. When you are linking it, you are linking that text box that says, you know, click here or whatever. It shouldn't say click here. You can say something better than that. But, you know, get get the freebie, whatever it says. Um, you're linking that to something. And then you're also linking that rectangle to the page you're trying to link to. So in this case, with most buttons, again, you need to link both the text on top and then the box itself. And you have to link both because someone's mouse could hover over either and try to click it since the text box doesn't cover the whole button. So imagine a button where the rectangle isn't linked, but the person's trying to click it and they're like, wait, why doesn't it click? But it's like they needed to move their mouse just slightly to be over the words and then it would click. Like that's not very user-friendly. So that leaves us needing to link both, which means every time you need to change a link, you have to change it two times, on every single button. That kind of stinks and it's really tedious and I think personally it's fine for us as designers, right? We can remember to do that um, on our own websites, When we're designing a client side even, we can remember to do that. But it's not great for templates and it's not great for our clients' websites when they need to be able to maintain it, right? They need to be able to update themselves. They need to be able to change out links. And they might also miss that they have to change out both, right? They might like click the text and then not realize they also need to change the rectangle. It can be a whole mess. Um, It's a mess to maintain. So what do you do? You use this button method I'm about to tell you about. So basically what I do is I take the text box and make it the entire height and width of the rectangle. So the text is taking up the whole thing. So basically no matter where someone hovers and no matter where they try to click, they are clicking the text. And then I adjust the line height to be a lot higher. So like a higher number, it might be more around like 2.5 to three line height instead of probably more typically around one so that the text centers horizontally on that larger box, right? So now the button itself, the rectangle, doesn't need to be linked to anything, we actually can make the click action just none. And then the text on the rectangle is the only link that's going to need to be changed and updated. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm going to be doing a visual of this in thrive summit when I talk about this. Um, but it's going to look better. And it's going to be easier to edit long term. It's just like some so much less of a mess, basically. And be sure if you do this to adjust it on both mobile and desktop so that it works that same way on both. And I think too, something else to add, I think at some point show it will have a feature where we can group objects together to where we would say like, Hey, rectangle and text y'all are grouped. So y'all are both linking to this same link. I'm going to be so excited when that feature comes out again. I think that's something that's totally going to happen. But until then, this is a really great hack so that you're not having to link up multiple things. So your clients are able to update their site well. And so that templates are more user friendly in this case. And to go back to my show at hack number one about not recreating the wheel every time, one thing I always do on sites, whether I'm building a template or a custom site, is I make my button, right, doing this exact same thing I just told you guys about. I get the line height just right, I get the text box, the sizing, all that just right, mobile and desktop get it perfect. And then as I'm designing the whole website, anytime I need a button again, I just go copy and paste that button and then change the link on it. And of course you can change the background color and text color and things like that as needed, but it's so nice just getting that button all there ready to go for as you keep designing. So that's my show tag number two. Um, basically my, my strategy for doing easy, um, easy to edit and easy to maintain buttons and show it. Now, the final hack I want to share with you, and this is one that I will say I know a lot of designers don't do, and I'm going to explain to you why I do it this way because you might be like, I think my way is better, and I'm going to tell you why I think this way actually makes more sense. So that hack is designing the mobile site and desktop site at the same time. Now to explain, if you are someone that's completely new to show it, this might be like, what are you even talking about, Elizabeth? That sounds weird and confusing. So on Show It, mobile and desktop. So the phone version and the desktop computer screen version of your website are editable separately it's the same objects in both but you can put them in different places you can hide some on mobile view and not have them on and have them visible on desktop and vice versa you can do the same text box in a different color or font you can also um, move things around completely differently and like it's the same objects but you can basically edit them completely separate so it's super super customizable which is awesome, um, but it also creates more work for us as designers, right? Because you are having to like look at things on both views constantly. Whereas some other website builders don't really let you do that much with mobile. So then you're kind of just like, your mobile site might not look the way you want it to. And you're just kind of like, okay, well, that's, that's all I can do with it, right? So I love that this is a thing on show it, but it does require some back and forth and some attention to detail as we work on mobile. So it's very customizable. So my advice for you as a show designer is not to abandon mobile only to focus on desktop. Too many designers do this because it's easier and it can feel faster in the moment. You're like, yeah, I can whip out this homepage on desktop and I'll worry about mobile later. But then when you have to go through an entire page or an entire website, even worse, all at once to fix the mobile site. It is an absolute mess. And it would be so much less work if you went little by little instead. So like adjust the button, for example, using our last hack, adjust it on desktop, adjust it immediately on mobile. And now when you use the button over and over again on that sales page, you already have it set and ready to go on both the mobile side and the desktop side versus having to go back um, and redo it like, you know, five different times on mobile instead. So it's way better to go little by little. So you can, you know, get the script text integrated with the title just like you want it um, on both mobile and desktop and do it later, get the bullet points looking just like you want it, get the icon the right color, all of those sorts of things, right? So show it is actually working on like making this easier. And if you haven't been in your ShowIt account lately, go look, because there's recently been some new features where mobile settings carry over better than they did before. And there's also a lot of cool like copy and pasting type stuff you can do. Um, Maybe that should be another hacks episode, I could talk about that um, if I do another one. But there's a lot of stuff like that that you can do to like basically make a carryover easier. But again, it's still a lot of work to constantly go between the two versions. However, I think it's worth it to design this way because of a few reasons. I mean, one, it helps you create a cleaner website overall, a more structurally sound website when we do it all at once. And I am all about very structurally sound websites where everything looks like really well set up, perfect, flawless on the back end. And when you pay attention to mobile and desktop the whole time, you're going to be more likely to create a website that way. Another reason to design this way that I feel very, very strongly about is that when you focus only on desktop, it's like you're saying that the mobile site doesn't matter. When in reality, you or your client's clients, whoever it is, like your clients or your client's clients are likely having the same amount like 50 50, if not more people viewing the mobile site than the desktop. But as designers, we love desktop, right? Like I'm with you. That's where all the fun stuff happens. That's, that's how we kind of think as website designers, like we think in desktop, but in real life, people are seeing sites just as much again, if not more on phones. I literally was looking at some stats and I found, and this is a little outdated now, but a stat from 2021 Said that 54.8% of internet traffic came from mobile devices in the year 2021. So I would imagine that is either maintained or gone up, right? Every website's gonna be different. So a lot of it's gonna depend on what you're selling but people are looking on mobile is basically the point. So like, don't neglect mobile. Don't another thing I would say don't do is like do the whole desktop site and then be like, I'll just hire another virtual assistant designer to like go back in and do the whole mobile. Like that's totally fine to get like some help on the design. I'm all about that. But don't have someone else go do all the grit work of like just the mobile site when you just got to have fun on desktop, right? Like they it's, good to go back and forth and do both. Now, when I talk about going back and forth, I will say some designers like to design side by side. So we have an option, show it, to show both mobile and desktop side by side on our screen, where you literally can like, you know, change something on desktop, you see how it looks on mobile, change it on mobile, say looks on desktop, it's right there all together. Um, you also can toggle to where you're just viewing desktop or just viewing mobile, figure out what works for you as a designer, I don't think there's a right way to do it, you can do both side by side, or you can toggle back and forth. For me personally, I like to toggle back and forth where I'll do some work on desktop on one canvas, and then I'll switch to mobile on the other and go back and forth that way. I know plenty of designers, though, who prefer the side-by-side. So figure out what you want to do there but don't neglect mobile. Um, In fact, I would challenge you as a designer, and this is something I've recently been really trying to challenge myself with, and doing like the opposite basically of neglecting mobile. Instead, when you're working on a mobile site, ask yourself like, what really cool thing could I do on this mobile canvas? What could I do on this mobile page to make it like different even than the things I can do on desktop, to make it really stand out on a phone, to make it cool, to make it cleaner, to make it easier to navigate, like asking yourself those kinds of questions um, it's going to help stretch you as a designer and also probably lead to some pretty cool results So those are my three hacks for you as a show it designer. I so hope this was helpful Like I said, I literally thought of a few others I could walk through in another episode as I was recording this So we'll have to do a part two at some point point. and I also want to apologize if my voice has sounded weird in this episode, it's because I have a bit of a sore throat, like I'm quite croaky. And I feel it as I'm talking this long, like kind of talking straight for over 20 minutes. I'm like, Oh, yeah, my throat is kind of feeling that right now. But hopefully, it all still sounded good enough um, and worked well for you guys. And hopefully, my voice will get back to normal soon. Um, so, anyway, that's it, though. I really hope this helped you. Again, at Thrive Summit, I'm sharing these hacks with some visuals at the end of my presentation. But before that, I'm walking you through my exact client process for designing show at websites. And you're also going to get a modified version of my ClickUp template for client projects, too, that you can literally add straight into your ClickUp account and start using. Plus, like I said, I'm one of 16 designers presenting. So there are 15 other amazing presentations outside of my own. So there's a lot of learning happening. It's absolutely free to come to. And then I personally would recommend upgrading to the creator's pass for $97. I will be participating in the creator pass as both a contributor and a consumer of other people's contributions. So go to elizabethmccravey.com thrive to sign up putting all the info in the show notes. And I hope to see you there. Again, the summit is happening the 13th through 15th of March. But there will be replays after for two weeks that you can watch at any time. And all kinds of other upgrades to allow you to like have full access to all the presentations and things like that. But yeah, I hope to see you there. Elizabeth slash thrive. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today and for staying until the end. I appreciate you being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to check out my online course and coaching program for designers, Booked Out Designer. In this program, I teach you how to build a successful in-demand, booked out business as a designer. You'll learn everything from the exact experience I take my clients through to things like figuring out your niche, mastering discovery calls pricing your services for profit, creating contracts that will not cause you legal troubles, and my exact social media strategies to book clients. You even get to watch recordings of me in actual meetings with my actual clients so you can really learn through what you're seeing. We take things you're learning on this podcast and so many topics I never even cover on the show and deep dive into them. So in addition to the amazing course, the course is nine modules of teaching with over 90 lessons. You get group coaching calls with me and access to an exclusive Facebook community of designers just like you. And fun fact, this isn't one of those kind of Facebook groups where the founder never comments on posts or you never see them in there. You'll find me there all the time, ready to help you out with any business questions You have. So, to get info on the course and to see when the doors will be opening again, head to slash BOD, short for booked out designer. I hope to be able to coach you and teach you inside of the course soon. And don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And a great way to support the show is to leave a rating and review, share it with a friend, share it on social media. All of that will help get the word out. All right. see you again next week.